0: Welcome to the Nanalyze podcast. We are a boutique media and research firm specializing in disruptive innovation. Visit com for more details. NVIDIA's next move is the topic of today's presentation. And if you're somebody that's holding NVDA stock or on the sidelines thinking about investing in NVDA stock, then you want to watch this because we talk about how the company might be able to justify its valuation. Now, we've been following NVIDIA stock for quite a while now, and these are just some of the recent pieces that we've written. And typically, when you're a financial pundit, uh, if you make a correct call, then it's usually crickets. But if you make a, a bad call, then people will crawl across a football pitch of broken glass to tell you what a fucking moron you are. So it's very important to highlight the occasions when you um, have a decent call so that you can understand what you did right. And fortunately, we describe to our paying subscribers the reasons why we invest in the stocks that we do. And here's a piece from back in uh, November of 2018 where we wrote, and you can see where the red dotted line points to on this stock price chart for NVIDIA stock. We wrote NVIDIA stock price hits a 52 week low, buy more. And in the conclusion of that piece, which you can read, I'll link to it in the description of this video, we said here, we remain cautiously optimistic. So that's something that we say to take the piss out of analysts, because when you say you're cautiously optimistic, it's a way of uh, saying something but not really saying anything. You sort of uh, act without conviction. So we said we remain cautiously, cautiously optimistic about the whole thing and feel that this might be a good opportunity to open or add to a position in NVIDIA stock using dollar cost averaging. So If you did uh, that, then uh, you would have set yourself up pretty good to then uh, begin selling when NVIDIA soared. And what we've highlighted here, this is quite interesting, um, we wrote this piece in July of 2021, says why we're selling NVIDIA shares after the split. And the red dotted lines that you see there encompass the period of time in which we were selling NVIDIA. We actually sold on 58 different days, sort of reverse dollar cost averaging. So when we acquire a position, we'll Well, we have our own methodology, and I'll link to that in the description of this video on how we acquire stocks. But when we sell, uh, we take an approach similar to dollar cost averaging that we do so over time to reduce our market timing risk. And I pulled up the receipts here. These are all the sells across these various days of NVIDIA stock. And at that time, so that was several years ago, we recovered more than seven times our cost basis through these sales alone. And Uh, Last year and this year now, even, we're still selling NVIDIA stock. It's still our largest position and overweighted in our portfolio, and it's worked out quite well. Now, this piece that we wrote several months back, NVIDIA's growth is stalling, why we're not worried, we wanted to take a good look at why their growth had stalled and seemed to be stalling this coming year. And we wrote that generative AI should start coming to the rescue with outsized data center revenue growth carrying the entire company on its back. Indeed, that appears to be the case. And we said in If we don't see strong data center by the end of this year, then Mr. Jensen's vision of AI factories will be called into question and the hype around generative AI might be just that hype. We said prudent investors will set valuation targets and wait for the hype to subside. It always does. So here's what happened. The growth of data center revenues for NVIDIA is a simple metric we use to see if the picks and shovels of AI are growing as we expect them to grow over time. And you can see on this chart here that that's the data center revenues over time. The blue line would be the percentage of data center of total revenues. So that red bar that you see there. We'll explain it. So let's start by reading this bottom excerpt from their latest earning call. So they say total revenue is expected to be $11 billion. That's for this coming quarter, plus or minus 2%. They said, we expect this sequential growth to largely be driven by data centers. So we've assumed then that and it's probably a fair assumption, 70% of total revenues will come from data center. 60% came from data center uh, last quarter. So it's fair to assume when they say largely that perhaps that might be 70%. This is what that looks like at 70%. And the other comment they make here that perhaps helped propel the stock upwards, at least uh, for the pundits, all the Uh, banks out there the analysts extending their price targets which are largely useless uh, all the price targets being raised were probably a result of this comment this demand has extended our data center visibility out a few quarters showing some confidence in this growth for data center now i wanted to uh, touch quickly on valuation so Prior to this surge in that piece that we wrote in March, the simple valuation ratio, this is what we use for growth stocks. It simply takes market cap and divides it by annualized revenues. This is a good example of why we use annualized, not last year's or not trailing 12 months. We use annualized so it's responsive. And here you can see before the big jump in their stock price. Simple valuation ratio was at 32. Today it sits at 22 based on that $11 billion projection. So historically it's floated around 20. uh, Probably one of the most richest stocks in our catalog. Uh, We calculate this for uh, I think 192 tech stocks. The richest, one of the richest names would be Snowflake. It rarely drops below 20. And you can see here with NVIDIA, uh, around 20 seems to be um, where the rich stocks float. But I wanted to switch gears real quick and point to a piece that we wrote back in June of 2017. And this is a very informative and interesting talk given by Masayoshi-san from SoftBank, the CEO and founder. Um, who was talking about his acquisition of Arm Holdings and how Arm was expected to ship over 1 trillion IoT chips in the next 20 years, commanding an 80% market share. That's very attractive because we love investing in um, market leaders. He talked about how this acquisition would allow him to Uh, plan the future direction of IoT and also influence the direction of AI significantly. This simple diagram on the right shows exactly what he's talking about, kind of creating a digital twin of the world and then using AI to perfect that. And he says here, the chips in each of your shoes will be more than twice as smart as you are in the next 30 years, and you will step on them every day. And he said now that he had acquired this asset, he had two main focuses, security and connectivity. Now, when NVIDIA decided to acquire ARM, we were very excited about that for uh, reasons uh, that that should be obvious. And under the terms of that transaction, NVIDIA was going to pay SoftBank $21 billion in stock and $12 billion in cash, which included $2 billion payable at signing. And the number of NVIDIA shares to be issued for the transaction, $44 million, you can see there, determined using the average closing price of NVIDIA common stock for the last 30 trading days. Now, this transaction never went through, and it ended up costing NVIDIA about $1.35 billion, not to mention loads of time, money, and resources that were wasted trying to put the whole thing together. At least it's not an aluminum scale acquisition disaster, but it still made us wonder, what does NVIDIA do now in terms of their next acquisition move? Or more so, what do they plan to do with the $10 billion in cash? And we had written this in our previous article on some concerns around NVIDIA, uh, AMD's competitive threat being one, their failed ARM acquisition, of course, and what they plan to do with that $10 billion in cash and growing since the ARM acquisition fell through. Well, what they ended up doing was acquiring with their some of their cash, acquiring stock. This happened to be a very good time to do that. Here you can see an article from The Motley Fool that correctly says, if NVIDIA returns to growth, its share repurchases could pay off handsomely for investors. Indeed, they will. And here you can see where we've highlighted where they actually were acquiring shares. That turned out to be a pretty good deal. Now, the question is around NVIDIA's next move. So shares are at an all-time high. They now have $15 billion in cash on hand, long-term debt of $9.7 billion, and As they teach you in B school, having debt isn't a bad thing. It's actually an advantage in some cases for large firms. But this document they filed with the SEC just days ago is quite interesting. They talk about how they may offer and sell from time to time up to an aggregate of $10 billion of any combination of securities described in the prospectus, including common stock, preferred stock, debt securities, warrants, etc., so one wonders if Nvidia isn't getting ready to perhaps look at acquiring some growth out there using this opportunity of their uh, shares being so richly priced to engage in some M&A. Now you have to be careful about speculating on M&A as we always say. Uh, this is usually used by pundits to prop up their bull thesis. In this case it might expose gaps in Nvidia's offering or competitive threats if you think about well who might NVIDIA acquire and why? So in order to assess that, it's usually experts in specific companies that will be most likely to see the best fit. They'll think to themselves, wow, this company could be a great acquisition Uh, for NVIDIA for these reasons. And you have to ask, would it be large or small? So ARM was a $40 billion stock in cash acquisition, whilst Mellanox was a $7 billion cash only. So if there's not going to be an acquisition, then what's a good use for that $15 billion in cash, and why are they looking to raise more capital? It's a war chest, but what is it for? So NVIDIA believes their shares are richly priced. Another thing they mentioned in that earnings call is they have around $7 billion of of repurchases authorized for the remainder of this year. Hopefully they don't purchase shares at these inflated prices. Um, An acquisition using their overpriced shares in cash, though they will take trailing, as you noticed in that uh, when we talked about the arm acquisition, how they do a trailing 30 days, so they, don't, they would need to sustain itself for a while, uh, they may use their shares and cash to acquire some competitive concerns or perhaps some bolt-on growth. So, Why don't you put in the comments who you think NVIDIA will acquire? Just list one company only, please, and why you think they're a good acquisition for NVIDIA. If NVIDIA acquires your candidate, we'll comp you one free year of Nanalyze Premium. If you're already a paying subscriber, we'll send you an Amazon gift certificate for the save. So um, before you watch this next video, please click the Nanalyze logo here on the right, subscribe to our channel, Then I've put up another video here you might find interesting. Thanks so much for taking the time to watch this today. Thank you for listening to the Nanalyze podcast. If you found this information useful, please share this episode with a friend. This helps us to continue to provide thorough research for you. Want more research like this? Want to know what we're invested in and what stocks we're avoiding? Head to nanalyze.com and consider becoming a premium annual subscriber to get access to premium articles, webinars, and our extensive tech stock catalog. Thank you for your time.